and scene. Oh, hi. Are you Colin? Oh, yes, I am. I'm uh, Colin McKenzie. Oh, hi, Colin. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not Scottish. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you don't, you don't sound Scottish, Colin. So, so Colin, uh, my name's Stan, uh, Stanley Davis. Hello, Stanley. Um, hi, I've just moved to the area. Oh, how lovely. Yes, it is, it is a lovely, uh, lovely little village where, where, where we live. And I've heard great things about this, uh, this local conservative club. And I've come along to see if I'm possible to join as a member. Oh, how very exciting. We're always so, 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 so excited when new people move into the village and the new blood. Exactly what this club needs. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you. So we just came along to see if I could apply, what's involved, what you need from me. Oh, it's very simple. It's very simple. Just a very simple application process, actually, that I'll take you through in a minute. Um, yes, I've got, I've got a form here somewhere. I can't remember. I think it was 1975, the last time somebody came and joined this club. But uh, here we go. Let's just uh, do that one. And we'll do that one. And we'll do that one. So on this okay. first one... Quite simple set of information. All I'd like there, Stanley Davis, is your name, just printed out quite clearly, okay. and the name of other members of your family you'd like to have access to the club. Or oh, I must, before we go through all of this kerfuffle, so to speak, okay. I must just say, there is oh. with the current climate. You can imagine yeah. you've heard of all that, uh, all that shit that's going on with food banks and that such like. You know, people, people yeah, can't afford sure. to. I wasn't aware of an annual fee. Is it expensive? Wow. Well, I must say, it has risen now, and it did cause quite a stir. £8.72. Oh. Oh, OK. I think I think that should be fine. That's for family membership. That's not per person. But there were, there, we did have one resignation, but uh, unfortunately she died very soon afterwards. OK, no, I mean, I think £8.72 seems very fair. Well... Um, I, I did just want to say, I'm, I'm not actually, like, a, a, a card-carrying member of the Conservative Party. Is, is that a problem? Did no, need I be? Not a problem at all. I mean, look at the state of the party as it is. Well, yeah, I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> not a lot of us find it very, very... Uh, not a lot of us are hoisting our petard at the moment against that particular, you know... Organisation, right? Okay, no, that's fine. I just and it's to not speak. just because the prime minister's brown. I just want to make that quite clear. Yeah, okay. That's not that thought, at all. That's no. what I thought you meant. No. So I just wanted to be honest, you know, and and just let you know that. So okay, so if I just fill this in, so what you got? Name, address, name, address, telephone okay. number, contact number. Okay, probably the same thing. And um, this is where we put in the name of a seconder. I think, Stanley, I'm quite happy. That's Colin. That's perfectly lovely chap. That's very kind of you. Thanks. So, so Colin McKenzie there. Excellent. Okay. Not Scottish. No, not Should I put that in brackets? <laughs> uh, okay, what else we got here? What's... So, do I just print and sign? Yes, for this form, just print that one and sign it. Just, okay. Just sign it there now with your name. There we go. Now this one is our declaration of membership. Okay. Okay. So uh, I promise to uphold. Is the... that a pentagram? Don't worry about that for now. I promise to uphold the rules and regulations of the Conservative Association. Um, I'm sure that's fine. I can't imagine there's anything in there that's untoward. Absolutely, you shouldn't have a problem with that at all. Um, if I do borrow the pool cues, I will return them at the end of the evening. Yes, very, very yeah, seems seems fair enough. Absolutely. Uh, I, I if I if I do hire the function room, I will provide cleaning. 
for okay, any yeah. event that is held during that evening. And the last one is we do require a sacrifice of your uh, firstborn child. S- sorry, so the last one, I need to sacrifice my firstborn child. You you do have children. I do, yes. Okay, and you, ha- you have a firstborn, therefore. Uh, I do. Yeah, and um, we will need to sacrifice him to uh, the devil, Beelzebub. And, uh, right, I, I didn't ex- I didn't expect that. It's only eight pounds seventy two a year. It is only eight, so that's uh, and how much is a pint of lager? Ooh, I think a pint of lager. The last time I looked was, oh, I think it was one pound twenty five. I'm well, more I mean, a sherry man myself. I mean, that all seems actually perfectly reasonable because think of the extra money I'd save at home by having one less child. Absolutely, boy or girl. Uh, first one's a boy. Oh, that is fantastic. Okay, I, I, I trust you have some form of sacrificial altar in which this, this will be performed? Well, it's the function room. Oh, okay. But fantastic. don't worry, this you don't have to clean up after this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign, Colin? Right there in blood. And scene. So... I'm glad we've managed to get together because we really need to discuss these these confirmed bids for the Women's World Cup 2027. Oh, very excited. Uh, have we had many confirmed bids so far? So two, both very strong, if okay. I might say. So so we have one, which is a, is a, a, a joint bid, and that's from Belgium, Germany and the Netherlands, okay. which I must say I'm, I'm, I'm pretty favourable towards, and another confirmed bid from South Africa. Ooh. Now, I know, but I know, but it's, yeah, it's been a long time. Still a um, nasty taint with the whole South African situation, I think. Well, and I think they might be trying to use this as a way of perhaps a bit of a PR exercise, which in and of itself isn't a bad isn't a bad thing. We are expecting some more bids. It must I... be said. So Italy and the United States, for example, all sounding quite pedestrian, if you don't mind me saying so. All sounding quite predictable. I have been having some very very uh, in-depth and uh, okay uh, interesting conversations with some friends who've who've been sponsoring those conversations okay. i could bring to the table three majestic nations where wow. such an event has never been held before okay i like the sound of that and funding is no problem whatsoever always always useful very very rich uh, country in export and well, mainly export, but they're, they're very strong. Mm. Um, listen, listen now, and give me a chance. Okay. Afghanistan. Oh. Turkmenistan. Okay. And Krishik, um That Well, that one's not actually definite. Let's let's go with Uzbekistan. Okay, Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. So, so Afghanistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan. as a, as a, as a Yes, the, the ruling the ruling councils of there have, have have been talking to me, and they have they have expressed a wish to hold the women's World Cup. I th- I think dealing directly with the Taliban might not paint FIFA in a good light. We don't want to be seen as as some sort of corrupt organization, just sort of Im- imposing our will, being paid off. To be I honest, mean, that doesn't seem... That was a two-way street. They were very concerned about their reputation being dragged down by dealing with FIFA. I had to talk to them at great lengths to assure them of our of our um, sovereignty in these matters. Um, but they, yeah, they said that enough. they didn't really want to be besmirched with the sort of thing that goes on at FIFA. 
Um, they've got a reputation to uphold, but they gave us a chance, and I think we should give them a chance. I mean, it is hard to argue against that. We're, we're, we're not exactly... Um, not Lily White clean ourselves no, up. No, we're no. not. No, OK. But, but especially this is the Women's World Cup, which adds another dimension because they're pretty misogynistic. We're, girls can't even get an education. You, you, know? don't, you don't have to be very clever to play football, do you? Look at that, David Beckham. That is that is true, actually. They're, they don't tend to be intellectual heavyweights no, they, sort of they, pounding the field. Definitely don't. I mean, and there's some fantastic opportunities by taking the women's sport to such a country. And I'm talking about sponsorship. Sponsorship? I'm talking about... Uh, the, the amount of uh, sponsorship we could secure for the Games. Okay. I think it would be beyond anything we would see in any of these other nations. So I'm not, I'm not sure I get it. So we'd, we'd have to lose the alcohol sponsorships for a start, I presume. Yes, I think no, they're pretty... Not, not the be-all and end-all. I mean, they're a very pious nation. I mean... Uh, pious is one word for it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're firm but fair. I've found them in, in, my, in, my, in my negotiations. How far are these negotiations? Well, they're... they're, they're, they're certainly, I've assured them that I would come here today and that I assured them that, you know, despite some of their more extreme thoughts on the matter, that I would I would convince the people here, without force, uh, of their own free will, that perhaps they should consider this bit. OK, OK, so, so sorry, I, I, tell, tell me about the sponsorship. Why could we secure more sponsorship here than elsewhere? I'll give you one word. Burka. Burkas? Burkas. Head to toe, burkas. Imagine oh. the amount of emblems and sponsorship and stuff you yeah, could get on those. Get a lot more than a little pair of shorts, couldn't you? Exactly. Exactly. Would it be hard to run in a in a? Are we talking head to toe? I presume. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, it'd, it'd be, be inappropriate to... in that country to wear anything less. Yeah, they, they're not a fan of the female ankle. So, would it be difficult to run in a? I'm sure, I'm sure it's something that could be adapted to. But, but it would be an even playing field, because they'd all be wearing the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. OK. OK. I, I think I, I can see your points, but, but morally, this is a hard position for me to support. I, I'm not sure how, I, in any good conscience... Do you mind if I, I take your pad? No, no, please. Please, take my pen and paper. Though. What, what I'm you... going to do is I'm just going to write down here a consultation fee that they're prepared to pay to each and every member of the committee if their bid is considered favourably and fairly. OK, well, well, consultation fees, I think, are all above board. I don't think FIFA have ever had a problem Absolutely, and this is just about ensuring a fair and level playing field. OK. So I'm just going to write Singers. the number down now. OK, that, that's a... That's a lot of zero... Sorry, I mean consultation, isn't it? So, oh, you're still going. Not even a decimal point yet. OK, so... That's US dollars, by the way. Oh, US dollars. OK, thank yes. goodness. That was... And they can make that available from their Swiss bank account, and they're quite prepared to talk to their banker about setting us up with a consultation bank account per member of the committee. And the money needs never... to Just to speed things up... Just to speed things up. ...doesn't really need to come into the FIFA organisation. I mean, I think just from a from a, an administration perspective, that's eminently efficient. I want I, I, I I to burden our already over-laboured staff with. I like to think that I'm processing. not going to cause Jackie and accounts a load of extra. No, it wouldn't be fair. Kerfuffle. It wouldn't be no kerfuffle. No. Kerfuffle on oh, Jackie would not be fair. I think no. that's. So I mean, it, it, it's nothing to do with this bit of bit of paper, of course, because 
you know, I'm, I'm a, a, a fair-headed, strongly moral man, but you've made a very persuasive argument. I think um, on behalf of your friends at the Taliban, it's a very easy persuasive argument to make when it's such a strong and convincing bid. It is. I mean, that that is an eye-watering bid. Um, I sorry. Um, I, I mean, a very convincing bid. And I think that I could lend my wholehearted support to this and I get on the phone to the, you know, the, the Belgians, the Germans and the Dutch and tell them, unfortunately, they haven't been successful this time. Fuck off. Well, I, well, yes, OK, I'll tell them to fuck off. And do you and want to do the South Africans? Who wouldn't want to tell the South Africans to fuck off? It will be my pleasure. And scene. With the recent phenomenon of books that are pulped before they make it to the booksellers' shelves, uh, recent uh, examples of this being the Out of the Blue, the uh, story of the uh, Premier Liz Truss, and also we have Uncharm Personified by David Williams. Both of these books now scrapped, pulped, they will never see the light of day. Now this is actually not that rare an occurrence in the publishing field and today we have an expert on the subject who's written a book It Should Never Happen to a Publisher. Clark Sheridan is here to talk to us. Clark. It's actually Sheridan Clark but uh, thank you for having me. Oh okay sorry I've got that written down right. I, I, I was unsure. So Sheridan so th this phenomenon of people investing a lot of money in a book mm. uh, getting to the point literally of publication uh, having lined up, you know, the promotional f uh, facilities. You're saying there's a long history of this. Yes, a, 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 a long and tainted, sad history of, of, of books which have to be pulled at last minute for a variety of reasons. Um, and, you know, publishers aren't, aren't uh, soothsayers, you know, we can't always see what's coming around the corner. Um, and I actually dedicate a whole, a whole chapter to this in the book. So I guess, as these books have never been published or seen the light of day, we won't have heard of many of these tomes. No, no, not at all, not at all. So Any, just, of, any personal favourites you'd like to talk uh, us through? Or? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I think, I think in at number one, as it were, is Zeppelin, The Future of Air Travel. Um, I know, I know. Actually written by a passenger on the Hindenburg, and the manuscript was recovered, recovered from the ashes. Oh dear, oh dear. And that, that was, he, he was on the flight just to what, finish off his sort of like, uh, his his book. But unfortunately he, he burnt to death in a, in a grisly fireball, like, yes, like the rest yeah, of the passengers. There, there he was putting the last dots, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, and then poof. Was he? Well, I mean, he's a notorious swordsman, but yes, the whole thing went up in flames and we were lucky enough to recover, recover the manuscript. But of course, you know, that, that was the death of the Zeppelin as the mode of air travel at the yeah, time. Not so. really the not really the audience post that post no. that traumatic event. That, no. is, that is terrible. But um, any any others more recent, perhaps? Per oh chance? yes, I mean there's lots. There's lots. I mean this this one is maybe particularly conical to any uh, music people in the music business listening okay. today. Yep. Uh, Ed Sheeran's guide to writing original music. Oh right. Um, which yeah. obviously follows his, his spate almost back to back. Uh, court cases uh, yes. of, of other artists um, accusing him, quite rightly, of, of ripping off their work. Yes, I, I must just say that just uh, uh, allegations have been made. Allegations uh, have been made. But the court cases, actually, any of any of the ones that have concluded so far, haven't found him guilty of play, plagiarism. But, no, uh, no, no, no. Expensive lawyers can achieve wonderful things, but I think we all know. 
Um, anyway, and, and also very recent, uh, with, the, with the untimely passing of Her Majesty the Queen, was another book titled Queens with the Second. 70 years not out uh, unfortunately due oh. to be published on October the 1st oh, well, that shortly makes, after the I Jubilee mean, we, I need to stop mourning that terrible terrible yes event. very and very terrible I mean the books half of them were printed we literally had to you know, stop press stop press we yelled stop press and and the rest have been have been pulped and they were shortly under a new motorway um somewhere up north so what a terrible resting final resting place terrible for the country terrible terrible for the publisher good for the motorway but yeah good for the motor good for the environment in many ways at least it's being put to some good use indeed um and i mean this one uh should almost be released as a parody you could you could have found it in the comedy section (laughs) to be honest with you oh really so the title loyalty Uh honesty and family You'll never guess. Wow. Uh, lo- sorry, loyalty, honesty. Loyalty, honesty, and family. Come on, guess who it could be about. Absolutely. Uh, John Paul II? <laughs> the Matt Hancock story. Oh. I know, I know. The writing really was on the wall there. That one, I think, is actually... Uh, that one's on the publisher. <laughs> they really should have seen that one coming. Well, if they'd ever met him. Uh, well, quite. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually darkly hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> mm. I actually take quite... Quite a lot of pleasure in that one myself, um, but but then the next one I, I don't want to dwell on this. I don't want to on this for all sorts of reasons. Um, this particular tome, Sir Jimmy Savile, the children's champion. Oh well, uh, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, first I off, mean, especially on the BBC, we certainly no, didn't. Want to, no, we don't want to focus on that one. And no, stripped of his knighthood, and and, and you, let's move along from yeah, that. There certainly was no blame found within the BBC in respect well, of that. I, I think no, there wasn't any. Moving on from that. Moving on from that due one. To be Sheridan. Just a week Sheridan. Opposite new tree. Sheridan. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Moving mm-hmm. on. And then the last one on this year, another music one, actually, uh, about a sort of music subculture called Happy Hardcore Will Never Die. Happy Hardcore? I've not, not heard of that. No, because it, of course it died on its arse 30 years ago, oh, and, and it was never that popular to begin with anyway. Very very much a niche, niche subculture of music. Terrible. High BPM, screamy, high-pitched voices. It, it was god-awful. That does sound terrible. Um, I mean, but it, it was terrible, and almost, the fact that almost. it died is, is actually a, a, a good thing for the... The oral health of the country, um, but yeah. So these are just some of the examples I draw upon in the book. Well, that's absolutely been a fascinating trip into the uh, into the world of failed publishing events. Uh, Sheridan, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you very much. And scene. <laughs>